This is Biz Radio host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. I am the founder of JPH Creative Biz and soon to launch Art Hero, a workforce development organization. My mission is to support and galvanize artists and creative entrepreneurs because art heals and connects. I believe that by activating creativity, we synthesize change. Come connect with me on Instagram at JPH Creative Biz. This is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where I invite the most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners to share their experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Josh Blake. Josh is a Grammy-nominated musician, producer, and engineer with over 30 years of experience. Born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, Josh now calls Asheville, North Carolina his home since setting roots there in 1997. As a musician and producer, Josh uses whatever toys are available, but on stage, a guitar is his instrument of choice. He has recorded with and performed in a wide variety of bands over the past 25 years, whose styles include hip hop, funk, reggae, bluegrass, acoustic, and rock. In the late 90s and early aughts, Josh toured the country from coast to coast, playing 100-plus shows a year with live hip-hop collective GFE. As a guitarist, he has become a hired gun, playing with numerous projects both on the stage and in the studio, when not playing with his passion project, JBot. Josh is also the guitar player in the house band for Asheville's most notable and longest-running weekly, the Tuesday Night Funk Jam. Having earned the respect of the city of Asheville for his musical efforts, he was selected by the city's downtown association to organize and orchestrate an Asheville All-Stars band for its annual summer concert series, Downtown After Five. As a performer, Josh has played clubs, theaters, and festivals coast to coast sharing the stage and playing with artists such as George Clinton and the P-Funk All-Stars. Warren Haynes, STS9, Kevin Kinney, Marcus King, Lettuce, and Mike Gordon, to name a few. His discography includes contributions from many notable musicians, such as Sharon Jones, Marcus King, Eric Krasno, Billy Cardine, and Grammy winner Secret Agent 23 Skidoo. In addition to performing, producing, and recording music, Josh is currently working to expand his business, Independent Arts and Music of Asheville. Based out of Echo Mountain Studios, IMAVL is a community web-based channel focused on music and video production and live concert streaming with an emphasis on promoting the vibrant music and arts community in Asheville. Through that project, he has produced and engineered the IMAVL original in-studio concert series, Echo Sessions. The show is also syndicated for rebroadcast on PBS. Through IMAVL, Josh has also produced video production for many large events for clients like Widespread Panic, NPR, and the Warren Haynes Christmas Jam. As the company's CEO, Josh is not only a music industry visionary, but also continues to refine his craft as a recording and production specialist in his cutting-edge platform for independent artists and the community that supports them. I brought Josh today to talk uh, about his life as a professional creative, but first, Josh Blake, thank you for being here today. Uh, th- thank you for thank you for having me. 
It is such a pleasure. I was actually able to already have your lovely and creative professional wife on in my early days of getting this up and running. So it just feels like it's in the fam. It is in the fam. Yeah, she gave me she gave me the lowdown. So, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully good things. And honestly, one of my favorite things is bringing people I've known. I mean, I've known you probably close to a decade, if not a little longer now, because you're some of the early crew I met when I moved to town. But mm -hmm. be, reading these bios just constantly impress me, right? The list of people, the things you've done. It's just, it's a mouthful in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, yeah, it's weird hearing it all back to you. I'm like, yeah, little trip down memory lane, but, but you know, that's, that's what they make you do uh, in this, in this industry. You gotta, you gotta be able to like have a bio and tell people all the things you've done or some of them highlights, whatever. Yeah. And being able to just bring parts of your story to life is the point of it for me, right? Like I don't really, yes, it's cool to know which musicians you've performed with and things you've done, but being able to have a little bit of your story be told in that way is really what it's about. And so for me, when I get started for these shows, I usually love to like wind the clock back as early as we can and get into why you are creative in the first place. And so let's talk about before the 30 years of professional experience, what was growing up for you like, and what was your involvement in the creative arts? Well, um, I grew up south of San Francisco in a town called Sunnyvale. And, uh, you know, most of my earliest life was, was spent, you know, skateboarding and, uh, mountain biking and stuff like that. I was really an outdoors person. But when I when I was about a freshman in high school, you know, I, I started to, even before that, I enjoyed music. You know, I, I, I was one of those kids that would sit there and call the radio station and request the tune and then <laughs> sit, there, sit there with my little tape deck and wait yes, for it I so did to that come thing. on so I could hit record and listen to it again, you know? So I, I was, I guess in that sense, the engineering started really early for me. And, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, I didn't really think about and besides, you know, just messing around with my friends, I didn't really think about playing music as as a career path or, or a passion, uh, something I would be identified by uh, until I was maybe a freshman in high school. I I started to see some other older dudes I knew playing guitar and and um, and then I had one friend in particular who was a really talented jazz musician. I've actually dropped out of high school to go to music school uh at, at the junior college um and he was a big inspiration as well just because he was so fluent on the guitar it was it was fascinating to me and so i i wanted to try to figure out how to do that and i was like you know asked mom and dad for an electric guitar for my birthday and they were like we have this old acoustic one in the closet here you go <laughs> they were like they were like they were like in after a year if you're still playing and you're sticking with it then we'll get you an electric one and that's pretty much what happened um i you know did the whole grind that you do as as a guitar player at least you know getting your fingers kind of awkwardly used to the things you have to do to play the guitar and um you know i think a lot of what made me also kind of roll down the path of creativity was that I, I was taking a lot of creative writing classes in in high school and I really enjoyed writing poetry um that was and short stories and and uh that was kind of I, I enjoyed that as much as playing music and I think that's why you know I I started doing songwriting and writing songs when I was you know a teenager and then um 
again, at that point, I still didn't think of it as something I was going to build a life off of. It was just something I was really interested in. Well, and it also um, sounds a little bit like something that brought you together with other people. And as we know, you're such a community-oriented person that it sounds like that the arts were really driven by your desire to be with others and to perform and, you know, collaborate with these other people and be inspired by these other creatives. So that's it's really cool to know that that part of you, I feel like, is really, really rooted in, in your history. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, like campfire jams and stuff like that, like that was that was kind of where I first started to to cut my teeth I guess you could say you know and then that kind of evolved into um you know I went to school for like freshman year sophomore year I wasn't there as much I, I started to get the travel bug I became you know a deadhead and and then it turned into me just basically living on the road for a few years but that whole time same thing it was very collaborative I had people I would busk with mm-hmm. um I had people that I would connect with at, at rainbow gatherings and at you know at shows and and, you know, I had my guitar in my backpack, basically. And throughout that period, traveling is when I uh, began to connect and collaborate with the folks in Granola Funk Express uh, from the Rainbow Kitchen. And that, that eventually led to me moving to Asheville. Um, I, I did end up, this is going to sound kind of what I, like, like it sounds, but when Jerry died, <laughs> when, Jerry, when Jerry died... I was like, what do I do? So, like, I was thinking about going to the next spot and staying on the road. But I had some friends in Western Massachusetts who uh, were starting a band. And I was like, well, I've got a couple hundred bucks. You know, I can either use it to try to get myself down to Florida to this rainbow gathering. Or I can go to the store down there and and buy an electric guitar and, and join your band. And they were like, yeah, do it. So then I joined a band. I stopped traveling. I lived in Western Mass for a couple years. And then it a an event called bread and puppet. I reconnected with a bunch of the granola funk family. I had met while I was uh, on the road. They came back to Western mass with me. This was like cactus and, and, and Tom and, and we hung out there for a month and then they got word. This was in 96 uh, from, from one, one of their friends that Asheville, they, they had just gotten a house in Asheville for really cheap and they came down here. Next thing you know, they were like hollering at me to come visit. I did. Uh, we played a show on a stage, actually, which is was the Asheville Music Hall stage. Oh my gosh! Which, it, it, it was Stella Blue. Well, I think at the time it was actually called Thirty One Patton. Oh yeah, uh, even back. Wow. It was bo- it was before Stella Blue, uh, but yeah, that was our first. It wasn't the whole Granola Funk's first show. There were shows in the woods, and there was like maybe one sort of on stage show, but that kind of sparked the beginning of what became the band that uh toured for like a dozen years afterwards and and after that and i wasn't really the band i was with in that i was playing with in western massachusetts you know we'd been doing it for a couple years but uh the vibe wasn't really great with with one of the dudes in the band so i was like i'm just gonna leave and 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 move down here and and that's kind of how how that started so yeah i think uh again back to kind of collaborating that that the, the the desire to cra- collaborate creatively um, really is what pushed me to, to move to Asheville um, in the first place. And really, it sounds like that most of the creative projects that have really been born from you and the people you work with, too, are all sort of in this organic way. So I'm curious when or if ever was there a time that you kind of realized like, oh, I'm living a creative professional life and I'm going to keep doing this? Or was it just kind of this slow roll into what you have now 
Well, I, I would say it was a bit of a slow, slow roll. I think, I think for a minute in Western Mass, I thought, okay, we have a band, and you know, there was the sort of like, um, not naive, but just the dream to 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 make it be something that was big enough to continue. Not really knowing what that what that vision was was like. I mean, like, oh yeah, maybe one day we'll be a famous band or something, right? <laughs> and then, so there was a little bit of a push for that, and then. Um, and then after that, there was uh, moving down here and getting getting in with uh, the folks uh, in, in GFE. That that kind of was the the biggest thing where we were like the energy was right, the the vibe was right, the, the crew felt uh, very strong together, and we began to build up a following. And we were touring all over the country, and that's when I think I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing this is like my future is to and that point my at that point at least i thought my future was to be in this band and tour and become again a famous you know band successful enough to sustain life family and uh and and do all the right things you know uh to 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 feed the soul at the same time so yeah i I think that uh i think it was probably when i when that band was cruising was when i was like okay this is kind of my future but uh, a lot of the other pieces that have become part of my creative future didn't really fall into place until later. Um, Which I, is, in part, I imagine, what you're talking about with kind of IMAVL and some of these other more producer hats and some of these other stuff that you now wear? Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, um, you know, I, I, I was always one of the guys, at least, who was into recording the band. and And so you know, not realizing that I was going to like lead to me having a career as an engineer and producer. But at the time I was just like, yeah, let's record something here. I got a four track or, you know, I, I bought a microphone and, you know, I think I bought the very first version of pro tools that ever came out and, 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 and would help record the vocals and started recording some other people. And, uh, I mean, for me, it was like kind of just a side effect of, of being in a band that, that needed to make records, you know Right, what I mean? right. And you can't hire someone who is charging, you know, what they should, a few hundreds of bucks an hour when they're really experienced. <laughs> exactly. And then we got experience with one of our records where we got to go to this really, really nice studio in Ithaca, New York. Uh, we, we had a studio down here we would work at some, too, called Collapsible. Um, mm. But this guy this guy in New York had a, had a really really incredible studio um, called Pyramid Sound. And he was super kind. And I got to sit in on that whole process when we were like kind of overdubbing and mixing the record. He had a Neve console up there, just like the one that's at Echo Mountain. And uh, and that was kind of when I was like, oh, this is what it's like. You know, he had done stuff with like Genuine and he was kind of like in a bunch of metal bands. So like he, he was doing kind of the stuff that like I aspire to do now as an engineer, you know, like putting out hit records and things like that um i think at that session i kind of got a glimpse and then like you know came back home and was like you know this is maybe something for for me and and especially when the band um stopped touring as much um and it kind of coincided with echo mountain opening in Asheville. i you know always had like something in my basement people could come and record at but i i once echo opened up i was like this is where we have to do this this place is just so much nicer and I just started bringing people there. And uh, over the years, one thing led to another. I, I got a key in the building. I started renting a production space there. And then uh, and then a few years later, the concept for IMAVL came about. And so we took an office up in there, too. That's really amazing. So 
part of what I'm hearing too is that your interest in all of the different types of music that you've performed and, and heard and traveled around listening to has really influenced the fact that IMAVL and the work that you're doing now in this kind of production side should be diverse and vast, right? We shouldn't be stuck in one type of genre, one type of music. And so let's talk to how you bring that diversity to IMAVL and, and the ways that you're really showcasing a variety of music, which is so cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, you know, um, I mean, you know, personally, creatively, like I had one point, my band was called Josh Blake's Jukebox. And I think a lot of times I, I tend to write lots of different styles of music. Uh, you know, three years ago, I think it was maybe I put out an all acoustic record. And then last year, I put out a hip hop album, you know what I mean? So on that, on, in that respect, I think sometimes, um, you know, it might be a little difficult for people to grasp what I'm actually trying to do musically, but I, I'm more just like, interested in, in in almost all of it and as far as like IMAVL goes you know that whole project was was uh brought in brought to life with the goal of preserving and promoting the Asheville music community and the only way we're going to be able to do that is to try to be as open to everything that's happening here as possible so it kind of by by default by 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 how you know diverse the the music scene here is in Asheville we just tried to, you know, get as, as big of a lens as we can on it, figuratively speaking, just so that we can we can see all the different genres and uh, and creative people that are that are making noise here in town and, and the ones traveling through as well. So, uh, yeah, we never wanted to be like uh, we never wanted to be like this is our only where we just do country music this is a country right. music web channel. No, this is an Asheville music web channel. So, you know, if Asheville became like a town where there was only reggae bands, well, that would be sad. Not, but not, <laughs> I'm not, not because, sure it could actually. <laughs> not because of like reggae's bad, but just because it would. No, be because yeah, being in the you know silo, I mean? yeah, absolutely. So the fact the fact that there's so much different cool stuff going on here is 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 really, you know, how, how that kind of happened naturally. Well, and I just think it's so important to acknowledge that I am EVL and you know, like my Matt, my producer Matt, who does Buzz Radio y'all are the ones leading the charge for really bringing the unique diverse styles of Asheville to the forefront. And that hasn't always been the way it's been. And I just really want to highlight that and say thank you for that, Josh. So I oh, hate yeah. that we're going to have to wrap up today. It always flies by. I know we could talk for hours more, but would you like to let the listeners know how they can follow up with you and IMABL and how they can get involved in everything you do? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I have a website. That's my own website, just joshblakemusic.com. And there's links on there to all kinds of stuff like, you know, music to buy, listen to, stream videos. Uh, there's links to all the, not all, but all, you know, a bunch of the records I've engineered and produced. And there's links to a bunch of the Echo Sessions episodes and, you know, things like that. So joshblakemusic.com. And then, you know, on Facebook, I'm, I'm Josh Blake. Uh, you can find me there on Instagram. I'm Juke Bleezy. Uh And then, um, you know, I am AVL is, is you got to check that website out. It's I am AVL.com. And we have, gosh, I was just looking yesterday, over 3,500 shows in our archives over the, that we've recorded over the last nine years wow. here in town. Um, that goes from the, you know, the Echo Session series you mentioned, but also weekly gigs, gigs at all the different venues, you know, downtown after five laugh. And if you dig deep enough, there's some stuff at venues that don't exist anymore. You know, Emerald Lounge, the lab, 
Riverlink concert series, like all, all kinds of things when we first started out that, you know, production quality wasn't quite there yet, but the, the, the passion was. So, so <laughs> all got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I am com. Check that out. Uh, give me a link uh, if you're listening and you want to check out some of the music or whatever. My, hit my website and uh, holler at me on one of them social media accounts. Mm. Josh, thanks so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. No problem. And as always, this is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please connect by visiting bizradioashville.com or on Instagram at jphcreativebiz. I would love to hear your show suggestions or any questions you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.